Hi, this is Relate to the Bible podcast with Deborah Styling, a podcast that helps listeners realize the Bible is still relevant in the 21st century. I would like you to understand how I relate the Bible to my life or the things I've read, the movies I've watched, things I've seen, videos, or how I make connections to things in the world. When I'm reading the Bible, I reflect on it. The example is um, Matthew 7, verse 1. Judge not that ye be not judged. One time I belonged to an organization, and they had a new member. And I didn't think that person seemed like a very nice person, so kind of stayed away and watched from a distance over different meetings. And it turned out that that person was really, really nice. And I had judged them by first impressions. They might have been shy or or something else, which made them seem aloof. But they were nice, and they befriended other people in the organization, and they were a real asset to the group. And it makes me think of how that was a shallow decision on my part to judge. And it helped me reflect more when I meet new people to be more open. Additionally, when I apply these things to my life, sometimes I'll think, now do I want God to judge me that way? Do I want other people to judge me that way? And so I reflect on these things and it gives me a deeper relationship to the passages I'm reading. And it feels much more personal to me. And I realize that you will apply passages you're reading to your life and the things that you know about the world or things you've read or movies or videos or TV that you've seen. These are just an example to make it easier for you to make those connections. Also, these podcasts will be coming out on Wednesday and Friday. It is my understanding that some people don't believe Jesus is the son of of God just because that when the different disciples describe things, they vary somewhat. Some will tell about a particular situation. Some will not. Or when they do tell about the same situation, it's different from the other persons. And they say, oh, there's errors in this, so it can't be true. And if that can't be true, then that means Jesus isn't the Son of God, which is a false premise. Actually, if you look at any of the videos through J. Warner Wallace, who wrote the book Cold Case Christianity and has just hundreds and hundreds of different YouTube videos, uh, he explains as an because he has experience as an investigator for Los Angeles County as a cold case homicide detective that there are certain things you can look at to determine when things are true or not and or when people are giving true witness or not. And just because the stories deviate different in a different way doesn't make it false. So it would be helpful to look at some of his um, YouTube videos for further proof. And you can get that at HTTPS colon double backspace cold case Christianity all one word dot com. And I'll put it on the um, on the podcast information for you. But the thing is, sometimes it's just the perspective of the person viewing something. So when I was about eight or nine years old, 
I was walking home from church one day, which was a long walk down the street. And then at the end where it teed off, I turned to the right and went to my home, which was three quarters of the block down. So just before I got to the corner after this long walk, there was an accident. One car crashed into another. And I looked around because I'm a child and I'm thinking, oh, some adult needs to help them. And I can't see anybody. So I run all the way home and I get my parents and I say, you've got to call the police. You've got to get them to come down and help these people. They just had an accident. I'm thinking, okay, I'm the only one that saw it because I looked and I saw no adult there. And I get to the corner to talk to the police who are not really interested in an eight or nine year old as a witness. But the thing is, I see all these grownups talking to the police saying, well, this happened and this happened. And I'm thinking, how could that be? I'm the only one on the street I saw. But as a child, I didn't think about somebody may have been in the window of their house or by it and saw all of this. You know, uh, they might have heard it and seen right afterward and saw the positioning of the cars. I have no idea exactly what happened, but the police talked to these adults. And at the time, I thought, those people are all lying. I'm the only one that saw it. But when I grew up and became a teacher, I had a similar situation that showed me the difference about perspective. So each year I would have groups of kids that would be so upset when they come in from recess because they would say, this person lied. They were out and they said they weren't out. Or this group of people say he wasn't out and he really was out. We saw it. We saw it. He's lying. So at a point, I realized, oh, it's just a perspective thing. So I take them out to the playground and have half stand on one side of the four square and half on the other side at the, the end. And then I would go just before the line and I would bounce the ball and I would ask the people on the opposite side, did I hit the line or not? And they say, yes, you hit the line. I mean, it would be almost unanimous that everybody said, yeah, you hit the line. But it really was just before the line. And the people closest to me could see that, that it was close to the line, but not on the line. But the other people thought for sure it was on the line. Then I would take the ball and put it on the other side of the line so that the people who were closest to me had a further distance to look. And I would bounce the ball there. And I said, did I hit the line or did I not? And they would say, yeah, you hit the line, you hit the line. But I didn't. And the people that had seen it the first time also understood. Ah, they could see it was close to the line and not. So that helped them understand that sometimes people will tell things from their perspective. And it may be a little different. Did it make them right or wrong, depending on their perspective? I mean, did it not happen that I bounced the ball? And, and it was by the line. No, it didn't change that. But it depends on your perspective, what you saw. So it isn't necessarily a good proof for um, for invalidating the Bible or invalidating the existence of Jesus Christ or his being the son of God. Now, I want to give you this example from the Bible. This is about when Jesus went in the temple to throw out the money changers. This is Matthew 21, verse 12 through 13. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, 
It is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Then again, this is from Mark's perspective. And it's Mark 11, chapter um, 11, verses 15 through 18. So they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. Then he taught, saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and the chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him because all the people were astonished at his teaching. Now, this is Luke's perspective. And it's Luke 19, verses 45 through 48. Then he went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in it, saying, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And he was teaching daily in the temple, but the chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people sought to destroy him and were unable to do anything, for all the people were very attentive to hear him. And the perspective from John in John 2, verses 14 through 16. And he found in the temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers doing business. When he had made a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers money and overturned the tables and he said to those who sold doves take these things away do not make my father's house a house of merchandise so there are some who would take this these four passages from the perspective of Matthew Mark Luke and John and they would say well one talked about doves and one talked about cattle and one talked about this and one talked about that and they would say well it's not exactly word for word the same so they would say it's a lie and therefore, Jesus is a lie. He's not the son of God. But that's not true. There is a certain key part of each perspective from these four apostles that is similar, but they may have seen it from a different perspective. If you think of this and you walk in with Jesus into the temple and he sees these money changers selling doves and cattle and things like that, and that they're making it a market and oh, we got all these people at church, we can sell to them and they're seeing it as an opportunity to make money instead of focusing on coming to church to learn about God. Of course, I called it a synagogue then. Anyway, and him being so upset about it. So they may have been in this big area in different places and seen it from different perspectives and written it where from that particular perspective, just like when I told you about the ball bouncing on one side of the line or the other. So each of these wrote about the part that they especially witnessed, saw as significant, but the story is a little bit different. Some have more details, some have less, but basically they all had seen the same thing, just different parts of it are elaborated more, and it goes to prove that it is accurate, and the situation did happen, and Jesus is the Son of God, and that it is a proof instead of a fallacy in the Bible. It is a proof, but you will find different places in the Bible that things are explained a little bit differently. And then again, some will have more details, some will have less. So don't let discrepancies like that mislead you into thinking Jesus isn't truly the Son of God, which he really is. And I've read the Bible so many times and I find so many things that prove this over and over and over again. 
But again, I would suggest that you go to https colon double backspace coldcasechristianity.com. Uh, Jay Warner Wallace is a wonderful um, person to explain how to view these things when you read the Bible to how to, to be able to determine that these things really are true. I want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my life through the Bible, this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me and my daily walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.